Hey, it's Casey Cheshire from EO Boston. It's an honor for my team at Ringmaster to partner with EO Atlanta to produce this great podcast. If you're interested in an experience share around what it takes to launch a podcast, how to be a better host, or a great guest, shoot me an email at casey at ringmaster.com. And now back to the show. Entrepreneurship is hard. So let's fix that and dive into our hero's journeys. This is Taking Flight, an entrepreneur's journey, and I'm Sarah Torville. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of those already in flight. This show is sponsored by EO Atlanta. Hello and welcome to our listeners and our viewers for another EO Atlanta Taking Flight episode. As always, our commitment to you all is to bring you excellent and educated, knowledgeable entrepreneurs. And there is no difference to the person we have on the show today. There's a lot we are all going to learn from this individual. So I'm very excited to get this podcast going. Um, So today's guest has 20 years of marketing, business development, and management experience. He's inspired to help marketers find agencies that are the most proficient in their respective disciplines. He has received the AMA Atlanta Jana Ferguson Mentorship Award and the AMA Atlanta Volunteer of the Year Award. In addition, he is the co-founder of Choose ATL, board member, VP of Partnerships at AMA Atlanta, founder and CEO as Setup. And I love this next part. He's responsible for introducing three married couples and countless business relationships. He is a connector. Joe Kaufman, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here with you. By the way, not not all three couples are still married, but I'm not a marriage counselor. So <laughs> you never said you never claimed to be that person, did you? Right. right. There we go. But you are definitely a connector. And I know we're going to hear so much about that today. So let's jump right in. I want to hear from you, Joe. Like, what did you get right when you took your first entrepreneurial flight? Yeah. Uh, when I first started the company in early 2014, I immediately hired a person. And some people thought that was a little crazy because, you know, didn't you want to make sure that the business was viable and that you could grow the business before you brought on somebody else? But I knew at the very beginning that I couldn't do it myself and that I needed to have support from somebody. Um, And so I felt confident that I could support not only my family, but also a second salary from the very beginning. So I think that was actually the right choice. And how, how did that person help you in the very beginning? Well, I'm definitely not a detail person and I'm not a, uh, I'm not as good at executing on all of those details. And I needed somebody that could actually do the work beyond yeah. the, uh, introductions and, and, and initial conversations that I was starting. So I needed that person and, and they needed the job and it worked out yeah. great for both of us. That's great. And I think that's a sign of knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses, which um, I hear people say that, you know, many times that like it reached them years to figure out how to do that and then to know what to hire for. But you got that right, which is excellent. Yeah. A wise person said to me at the very beginning, Sarah, if it's something that you're good at and it makes your company money, then do it. If it's something that you're not good at or it doesn't make you money, find help. And so Mm -hmm. one other thing that I did at the very beginning was hire a bookkeeper because I knew that I was not a CPA and I was never going to be a finance guy. 
And so having that bookkeeper from the very beginning was important because, yeah, you know, I, I never was going to be good at that. No, no, that's really, really good. I love that. Okay. So, I mean, maybe you've answered this next question already, depending on if these, that person is still around or was around, but who are or were your co-pilots on this journey? Was it that uh, first person? No, that first person only lasted a year. Okay. Uh, and, but the co-pilots, I, when I started the company, originally our, our name was Agency Sparks. We, we rebranded in 2019 and became Setup. But uh, at the very beginning, I actually had some hand-blown glass uh, paperweights made with our logo and the, the colors. I, I have one here for those of you who are actually able to see in person. Uh, for those of you listening, and you'll just have to imagine this beautiful paperweight with yellow and red uh, in the middle of it. But I gave out almost probably 15 of those to the original Sparks that helped me start the company. And to name some of those Sparks, uh, there was a woman named Kelly Dean that was uh, responsible for marketing at the Cartoon Network. And she had asked me for advice on finding an agency. Uh, and then uh, a friend and mentor and boss for six years at Engage, Jeff Hillemeyer, had given me support and ideas about how to start the company. And fellow EO member, Jean-Vierre Boss, uh, at the time, way back, was a founder of Pink Magazine, among other things. Yes, I learned uh, that last week about her. The, uh, she was that. one of the people that said, why are you going to go get a job with somebody else? Start your own company. and. Yeah. um and, and so these were all people that helped support that entrepreneurial journey and helped, help, you know, each one provided a little push and a little push and a little push. Yeah. And eventually I just jumped off the edge of the cliff. Yeah, that's great. That's really, really good. Fantastic. So, so um, tell me, what is the challenge that you and your team have, have been going through recently that you've had, had to solve? Is there anything really specific you can talk to us about? Yeah, well, we actually had a, a pretty slow second half of 2022 and a pretty slow first quarter of 2023. So to step back a minute, our, our business, we're, we're matchmakers between marketers and agencies that can support them, the brands and agencies, and we bring them together. So we measure our business based on the total number of introductions that we make between a brand and a marketing agency. Yeah. So when I say our business was slow, there were fewer numbers of those introductions that happened at the back half of 2022 and the front half of 2023. And that is concerning because this is yeah. what feeds the agencies that pay our retainer yeah. uh, or those introductions. And so we had to get very creative with ways to find additional introductions to be able to feed and support the agencies that, that pay us. Um, and so we came up with some new tools. We, we found some new tools and some new levers that we could pull to find new opportunities. And it's made a big impact and, and helped turn things around. And we've actually had one of the busiest couple of months in the entire history of the company in terms of total number of introductions. So I think it made a difference. So can you tell us a little bit about these tools or, or, or maybe not the tools specifically, but what is it that they did that you think helped that kind of slow period? like? Was there something, some magic sauce within that you think was a, a, a big gift? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we did was we began leveraging tools like LinkedIn better 
to mm -hmm. outreach cold to marketers that may be interested in what we do. And we were very direct with our message to them to say, look, we can help support you by helping you fill gaps in capacity, you know, where you don't have enough arms and legs to do the marketing activities that you need to get done or gaps in capability. You may be good at 10 things, but there may be two or three other things where you're not so good and you might need agency support to fill those yeah. gaps. And so we were very direct and reached out cold to marketers, not like the thousands of spam emails we get on LinkedIn, but ones that were very clear that, look, we're matchmakers between brands and agencies. We can help connect you with an agency that can fill a gap. We're not going to ram one agency down your throat. We, yeah. when, when the client has a need, we usually introduce them to three or four different agencies so that they can choose the one with whom they have the best chemistry. Um, but, but that we hadn't really leveraged LinkedIn cold outreach as a tool yeah. as much. And, and that made a big impact. We, we started yeah. to have some really nice conversations yeah. based on that. Now, just for our, you know, our listeners sake to understand, cause I've also found LinkedIn to be a very good strategy, but is it something like a co-pilot? Like, have you heard of LinkedIn co-pilot or is it actually? No, we actually used a tool called Cleverly. Okay. Um, and also we've used a tool called Ducks Soup, D-U-X Soup, but cleverly I will describe as sort of like marketing automation for LinkedIn. Yeah. So it allows you to create a series of messages mm -hmm. that are somewhat customized and personalized so that your outreach is not completely generic. And, yeah. um, and it's, allows you to engage in dialogue and also even respond through their platform. Yeah. So anyway, that's been a been an interesting tool. And, yeah. you know, we use lots of tools and we use lots of tactics. Yeah. But that's just one that made just a little one. bit of an impact. Love that. Thank you for sharing that because that is yep. really, yeah, there's so many tools out there. So any recommendations like that of how to kind of create more of those connections is really helpful. So um, I can share an um, affiliate link if, if the listeners want to check out Cleverly, then we can maybe add it to the show notes or something. Okay. Sounds good. Or maybe when people message you at the end, let me provide your contact sure. details. You, you could share that with them. That would be great. Great. So, so what is your favorite book right now? This is honestly, this, this question comes up time and time again. When I meet people, they're like, oh my God, I loved getting that book reference from that person. So is there anything in specific you would like there to share? There are two, and I've bought probably more copies of these two books than anybody else <laughs> outside of a, maybe a university that bought them all for their students or something. But one is The Challenger Sale by Adamson and Dixon. Okay. And it, it is essentially a book that teaches you how to challenge your clients with a uh, insight that's not obvious to them and then educate them on that insight and then get agreement that that same challenge or issue happens within their organization. And then you present the solution. Okay. It's one of those books that, yes, it's kind of a sales book, mm -hmm. but we're sort of all in sales, whether we realize it or not. Yeah, I, I agree. That sounds so really the good. The challenger yeah. sales, the first, the second is, is a little bit related It's influence by Cialdini, C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I, Cialdini. And I actually, believe it or not, this was a, a book that I read in college for a persuasion class. And it talks about the seven ways that people 
influence other people. And it mm -hmm. gives you really tangible examples of how those different persuasion tactics or influence tactics are used. And the purpose of it is not for you to be able to manipulate those tactics for your right. own gain, but to understand when you're being influenced and when you are trying to influence somebody else, what are the different ways that you can do that? And okay. you, know, you have to be ethical about it. But I just love the scientific approach of breaking down those seven ways that people influence others. Yeah, that sounds really good. I just was trying to Google that while she was talking. So thank you for sharing that. That is okay. wonderful. So, um, okay. So what excites you about your future? Like Joe, tell me, what's, what does your future of a flight look like right now? So, uh, I recently promoted my chief operating officer to president. She's an amazing okay. human being. Um, she spent six years at Coca-Cola on the client side. She spent years on the agency side, running business development and marketing. And, uh, it made her nervous when I promoted her to president because she said, well, where are you going? And the reality is I, I told her, I really wanted her to focus on making sure the trains stay on the tracks while I build new tracks. Okay. And so what excites me the most is that, you know, I have a partner who can help me maintain the business and run the business while I really focus on growing yes. the business for the next phase. That is exciting. So can we know about what these new tracks might look like? I'll tell you about one of the new tracks. Okay. So um, we've launched a set of services for clients that help them think through the ecosystem of internal marketing resources and external agency partners. So we call it marketing ecosystem consulting, but mm -hmm. we've already delivered it for a couple of clients, one Fortune 500 client and one global massive hotel chain, um, where we help the client think through what Nirvana looks like for them. Okay. For every single company, that marketing ecosystem of internal resources and external partners, the perfect balance and mix is very different for every company. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult for companies to understand and know what the right mix is. And so with this service, we interview key constituents within the company, as well as partners out external of the part of the, of the company. We paint a picture of what Nirvana should look like for them. And then build a bit of a roadmap to say, well, here's how you get from where you are today to get to that perfect Nirvana state. And that's a service offering that we just launched. It's pretty exciting because not only does it provide a great deal of value for the client that needs that service, but often as an output of that, we identify gaps where they actually might need to come back to us and ask us for help finding agencies that could plug those gaps. Right. Okay. So that's, well, that's a service. One thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a service level on top of what you're currently doing, but it also can link link back to it too. Right. So yeah. Currently, the bulk of our business is that we're paid a retainer by agencies to connect mm -hmm. with potential clients. Mm -hmm. This is an example of a service that we're paid by clients to right. help them figure out that perfect ecosystem, and then. As a follow-on, sometimes they also need us to introduce them to some of the agencies. Yeah, I love that. So you're, you're kind of going both ends. Yeah. So that's, a, Sounds... that's an exciting one. Uh, we've delivered yeah. that, as I mentioned, one for a Fortune 500 company 
one for a uh, massive hotel chain. Yeah, very, very exciting. And look at the look at the branded mug you're using too. Sorry for people who can't see the video, but this setup new brand name is this every everywhere. It's on swag. It's on something behind you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we rebranded in 2019. Okay. Um, for those of you listening who have ever dealt with trademark issues, mm-hmm. uh, I can share some experiences there. We were na- known as Agency Sparks from 20 February 2014 until August 2019. Uh, it turns out that there was a big company that had a trademark on the word Sparks with regards to marketing, and mm-hmm. we did some minor, we had some minor skirmishes with them. And then we realized that to actually fight a major war with them was going to be very expensive and has a very low percentage chance of success. Yeah. And so we went, we hired one of our agency partners to go through a rebrand. And I will say that once we went through the rebrand, we trademarked set up as a name so that we don't have this issue again. And if yeah. somebody else comes along and calls themselves set up that we can defend our mark, yeah. our name. Yeah. So the moral of the story there is when you've chosen the name, go ahead and brand it, uh, trademark it as quickly as possible. And, and also pick a name that you can trademark. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, even the, even the word set up is a bit generalist, but I'm assuming when you have, you have to put it within the confines of marketing and agencies, it works. We're, we're, we're trademark, our, our trademark covers set up with regards to matching brands and agencies together and even recruiting, I think is included in that. But, um, we also have a tagline that we are hoping to trademark in the future, but I'll I'll leave that out for right now because it's, you have, for you to trademark a more generic phrase, my understanding is that you have to be utilizing it in the market for five years and show that you have. And so we're about a year away from being able yeah. to hopefully trademark that as well. That's great. That's exciting. A lot of things going on. I love that. Okay. So who are you, Joe? Talk to me like pre-flight before you decided, before 2014, when you decided to go it alone and launch this company, like what were some key pivotal milestones for you? Yeah. Well, I have a very non-traditional path to both marketing and entrepreneurship. Uh, I was a politics and speech communication double major in college. I proceeded to spend four years, four plus years working in retail as a store manager. Ultimately, I got moved from North Carolina to New Orleans, Louisiana, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, to Atlanta. And uh, I also did a radio show on Jackson Hole of all New Orleans and Louisiana music on your mountain of music, 96.9 KMTN, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And uh, you know that, don't you? That just came up. I said that a few times when I lived out there. Uh, But so uh, then I spent eight years at a dot com, which is a long time at a dot com. Uh, We ultimately sold to our biggest competitor that went public in 2007. Uh, that was Tech Target was a company that went public and they bought Knowledge Storm. Okay. And then I, I went, I joined a small digital shop that became part of Engage. I spent six years running business development and marketing at Engage. And uh, we were acquired by Publicis Group, the massive holding company in 2013. And 
I decided that mega holding company was not for me. And that's when I decided to start setup. And um, one other pivotal moment during all of this was in 2010, uh, the birth of my girl and boy twins, uh, Josh and Radley. And so they are now 13 years old as of this yeah. recording. Wow, that's lovely. Yeah, I see them on some of your social media posts. They look adorable. I know you're Thank a very you. proud, proud father, which is wonderful. But so it's so you've had a very yeah an interesting career where there's obviously you've been in the marketing world, you've been in the agency world, you've been on the kind of the tech side of things too. It it really puts you in a you know explains why you're in the role you're in now mm -hmm. around connecting brands and agencies. So um, I love the fact that it's kind of the threads have led you to this where you are right now. So um, so basically. I suppose what that means, Joe, is that you are fully qualified to do what you do. <laughs> I, I, I may be uniquely qualified. Yeah. Um, it's funny because our model, our business model, when we explain it to people, they're often intrigued and feel that it's very different than other than, than anything they had heard of before. The reality is we do have lots of competitors. Some of them are, most of them are on one side or the other. So we have competitors right. that are search consultants that are paid by clients yep. thousands of dollars to help them find an agency. There are business development gurus or that help agencies do business development. Um, they all have different models and revenue models, but um, we are matchmakers connecting the two sides together and it's fun. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to talk to the client through a marketing challenge they're trying to solve and mm -hmm. help them really clarify it into a really crisp brief. Mm -hmm. And then floating that brief to some agencies that are a good fit to see, to revalidate that they're the right fit. Yeah. And then connecting the two of them and watching the chemistry sometimes happen mm -hmm. between one of the agencies and the client. And then they go off and do business together. Yeah. That's fun. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, that is definitely. I can tell you love it, which I think is part of, that of solving the problem, isn't it? When you love what you do, there's still truth in all of that. Like you don't love it, you shouldn't be doing it. If you love it, you're going to be successful. So I can tell you love it. I do. So yeah, well, that's great. What about from, I mean, actually you, went, you already mentioned, I wanted to ask you a question about marketing. Obviously you've been in marketing, you've been in agencies, you've done all sides of and I know obviously you've been trying out LinkedIn and um, that type of the integration with sales um, automation. Like, is there anything else you think has been really pivotal from, from my branding or marketing perspective that you think has really helped, um, you know, set up, get to where it's at now? Well, uh, I'm going to give a plug to your profession, which is, you know, public relations has been really useful for us in that we've been fortunate to gather some really great press. Uh, we put out an annual marketing relationship survey to understand that relationship and dynamic between agency and client, client and agency. And last year we were fortunate that they picked it up in ad age twice and then That's in great. fast company. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that Joe, I need to check that oh, out. It's been, it's yeah. been amazing. And so that's brought a lot of inbound interest in what we do from clients that said, oh, wow, you know, when it, when it lists you in the publication, it was agency matchmaker set up, you know, this and that, um, that has been great for 
search engine optimization with yeah, inbound links from the publications. It's been great for, in terms of interest and traffic for, from the people, as well as inbound inquiries uh, about what we do and how we do it. Um, we're in the midst of wrapping up our fifth annual marketing relationship survey, and we do expect it'll get picked up by some of those similar publications again. And um, also when I made the announcement, when we made the announcement that we promoted Amanda from COO to president, it got featured in Ad Age and Ad Week and Campaign.us and Atlanta Business Chronicle and others. And so again, we found that some of that, you know, interest, yeah, that, that press pickup has driven some inbound interest. Yeah. No, I mean, thank you. There is a lot of value in public relations for sure. Um, definitely one, obviously, like you say, it kind of, from a, from a SEO perspective is extremely valuable, especially from like an ad age where, or, you know, whether just the, um, the publication power for that publication is huge. It's, it's kind of even what the number is. So you're going to get so much credibility, obviously being associated to that. So yeah, rah, rah, everybody, if you need PR. We, we also got, we also got picked up in randomly in marketing brew. Uh, you know, they sent out a newsletter to thousands and thousands of people, and we, we've we written a blog post a week for the last nine and a half years, almost 10 years. So, so the 10th anniversary for setup will be February 20, 2024. Um, right. And uh, Marketing Brew decided to pick up one of those blog posts that we had written. And again, thousands and thousands of in, inbound inquiries from... Mm -hmm. You know, we watched the traffic spike to that blog post. And then we also, yeah. you know, we, we threw up a, a, not a landing page, but an interstitial that said, Hey, did you come here from marketing brew? Mm -hmm. Give us your email if you want us to talk to you. And yeah. lo and behold, we got lots of emails from folks that were interested in talking. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's really good for, um, our listeners and viewers to hear. So, um. Fabulous. Okay. Thank you. That's a great. I'm glad I asked that marketing question. So yeah. bonus round. I know you've got something to share with us today. So, but like, what do you, you do outside of work? And that's your plug, Joe, to share with us what you're working on right now. Well, there's work and there's outside of work. Uh, yep. I'll say my passion is music. I've always been very passionate about music. As I mentioned, I did a radio show when I lived out in Wyoming. I did internet radio for many, many years. You can go to gumboshow.com and see my, my radio show, uh, internet radio show. But also I inherited my grandmother's 100-year-old trumpet uh, during the midst of COVID. Uh, my uncle sent it to me and shipped it to me. And I started taking lessons via Zoom with a great mm -hmm. trumpet player and trumpet teacher. And then once we were all vaccinated, we began doing lessons in person. I, I never have illusions that I'll be a professional trumpet player, but it gives me great joy. I just love yeah. learning and practicing. And uh, I'd like to perform out in public once or twice just to check that off of my list and, and then, yes. I'll be, then I'll be done. Yeah, but you're enjoying it, like you say, and that's, that's great to, to learn something new like that. Yep. And another thing is with twin 13 year olds, girl, boy, twins, uh, I'm obviously very immersed in a lot of their activities. They're all involved yeah. in sports and, and yeah. friends and all of that. And that's been, a, that's been a great joy too. Yeah. So what about that book? 
Yes, that's the other thing. I, I am. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. I, I just signed an agreement last week to to write a book, and originally the title was going to be "Unlocking Human Connections: A Business Matchmaker's Guide." Uh, but I, I I had a friend suggest to me that I name the book "Setup," which is the company name. Hmm. And then make that maybe the subtitle, something Bye. like that. Bye. But the idea of the book will be um, how can we as become better networkers, network with each other better by becoming better matchmakers. Right. And I've found that not only has it given me a great deal of personal joy to be able to connect people together, but it's also benefited me personally by connecting two people that are unrelated to each other or, or me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So when, when can we expect that book to go live? 2024. I'm not okay. sure of the exact date, but it's, yep. it's, it's coming down the road. Okay. That's really, please do let me know when that goes live. Cause I want to give it a plug on this show for sure. So we need to keep Thank a lookout for that. So where can people connect with you, Joe? What's the best way? Well, certainly our, our website setup.us. And there's a contact form there. So not setup.com. That would have been millions of dollars, but setup.us. Yeah. Uh, but also they can they can email me directly as joe okay. at setup.us. Um, that's Joe know, with an A. Joe with Yes. Got to get that bit right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your sharing your you know, what you're working on and some things you got right. And I love that for you and all the exciting things which uh, you're making happen right now. That's what entrepreneurship is all about. You're making it happen and you're definitely I think, doing that. I, I appreciate the opportunity, Sarah. I think we all can find something that gives us a huge amount of joy, but also fulfills us and pays the bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I found that for me. I hope you find it for you if you yes. haven't already. Yes, thank you. I definitely feel that way for sure. And I ho hope our listeners, and even if it's not paying the bills yet, I promise you, if you believe in what you do and it makes you happy, it will accomplish all those things you want it to do. So just stay focused and, and stay listening, stay watching um, EO, um, the EO Atlanta podcast, Taking Flight, because we will be here again very soon. So thank you, Joe, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been such a pleasure. You're very welcome. Thank you to our audience. If you learned something today, maybe you, you laughed, please tell someone about this podcast. Uh, we appreciate you all uh, listening and uh, look forward to speaking to you all next time. Thank you. And so that wraps up another episode. Thank you for joining. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at takingflight.live. For more information about EO Atlanta, visit eoatlanta.org. Special thanks to the following sponsors.